you ask, what is our aim? I can answer in one word, victory. Victory at all costs. Victory in spite of all terror. Victory however long and hard the road may be. For without victory there is no survival. Now we are the masters of our faith. My name is Rick Napier, the CEO at Real People USA LLC, based in California. And we don't want states east of California ever becoming like California. So we take so today we have Max Beckwith. He's running in District 7 in North Carolina. So we invited Max Beckwith, who's a candidate in North Carolina in District 7 to talk about the latest events that are happening in the GOP. And yes, that's right. I said the G-O-P. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so, name's Max Dalper Beckwith. I am in the, I am in the primary for North Carolina 7th Congressional District for U.S. House. I'm running against a rhino entrenched establishment incumbent who uh, has been there since 2016. Uh, or he's been it since 2013. He hasn't had a primary challenge since 2016. Um, and if anybody wants to know more about my background and me and whatnot, they can go to Max the Number Four Congress.net. But right now, I just want to talk about the shenanigans and whatnot that's going afoot here. So, I I've always known. I think everyone always knew, even if you're not in the political arena, everyone knows politics is a dirty game. Um, you would expect though that that's more truth for the party versus party, not necessarily infighting within the party, which I mean, there is, always has been, but to such fervor. So, I've been in this race since 2000, or since uh, last year, 2021, September, and the incumbent, David Rouser, he refuses to debate me. We haven't, we're the only race, I think, at the national or federal, or at the national, at the federal or the local state level, I think we're the only race in North Carolina that hasn't had a debate in the primary, or at least one of the only ones. And the thing, and I'm talking about a lot of these other races have three, four, five, six. Hell, our Senate has 14 candidates. Yeah, they only pick the top three, but I mean, I'm one of the only races where there's only two of us, me and the incumbent. Shouldn't be that hard to organize. Well, I've been getting the run around on getting a debate for months. Um, and always been told, oh, well, we'll, we'll reach out and see, and da-da-da-da, all this and that. I was at the District 7 convention last Saturday. And they introduced Rouser. Or they, they did all their general orderly meeting stuff. And then the District 7 uh, GOP chair was introduced by the convention chair to introduce David Rouser. So Joe, um, I, I butcher his name all the time. Um, Joe Agliani, Gravoni, something like that. Um, he, he introduced Rouser, but before he did, he was given all the pros and what Rouser had done and, and all this and that, which fine, he's the incumbent, like, get it tracking um but then he 
introduced Rouser as our, it, it is a direct quote, it's my pleasure to introduce our current congressman and future congressman, David Rouser, end quote. What a lot of people don't know about or are aware of that statement is the federal and state guidelines for the rules of organization, or the, the state, uh, well, at least for the federal and the state plan of organization, there's articles that they drafted for the rules of that organization. And one of those rules is Article 9, General Administrative Procedures, Section F, which is refrain from utilizing powers of office in Republican primary. The actual language of Section F, which is uh, refrain from utilizing powers of office in the Republican primary, is, quote, each officer and each member of any committee created pursuant to this plan of organization shall refrain from utilizing the powers and dignity of his or her office or position in any Republican primary or public office at any level, nor shall any committee created pursuant to this plan of organizations make or issue in any manner or form, any endorsement in any Republican primary for public office, nor shall any committee issue any contrary endorsement or withhold support from any nonpartisan judicial candidate properly endorsed pursuant to the plan of organization, end quote. So what he did by not differentiating himself as an individual and using his introduction that he was given as the chair of the District 7 GOP to introduce David Rouser, that one word and future congressman was essentially, with no ambiguity put into the statement, was essentially the District 7 chair giving the District 7 GOP's endorsement to David Rouser. Mm -hmm. Now, some people will say, well, that's semantics, like da-da-da. Like, it doesn't matter if it's semantics or, or not. The article states shall refrain from using his or her powers of his or her office or position in the Republican primary for public office at any level. There is no ambiguity in that statement. It doesn't matter if there was a slip of the tongue. The fact of the matter is, and I know for a fact he knew exactly what he was doing because I cornered him at the end and I called him on his BS and I said, hey, I thought we were just to say apolitical because you guys won't post on any of your socials, on any of the GOP socials or anything that David Rouser won't debate me, which I view as important information for the voters, but they view it as, well, to do so would be to uh, favor one candidate over the other. Well, what did you just do right there? Mm -hmm. Just favored one candidate over the other. Um, plus, he was given 10 minutes to speak, which granted he's a keynote speaker, but you would think as a keynote speaker, okay, I'm a candidate running for the same office. I'm not a keynote speaker, though. Give me half the time, five minutes, half of what he has. That, that's, a, that's a good enough differential. I had two minutes. The same as everybody else outside his browser. And exactly. It's it, it perpetuated. So I filed a letter, a complaint to not only the county chairs, to the district chair himself, to the state chairs and committees, but also to Ron McDaniel as the, the chairwoman of the RNC. And I sent it straight the ladder and said he needs to be removed from the seat because there's also an article e preclusion or a section e preclusion of article 9 of the state charter that stipulates that no that no republican can endorse another candidate 
that if there's another Republican in a or outside Republican, like so, if you're an individual, you can as individual you can choose one candidate or the other to endorse in a, in a in a primary challenge. If you have one favorite over the other, that's perfectly fine. But because he used because he violated Section F, my argument is that he also now Section E is applicable because he violated Section F first. So what the, Section E is is it's the party disloyalty clause. So might be a stretch, but I just kind of put as much teeth into that document as I could. Because I also, in private conversations afterwards, when I called him on his BS, he said all this and that. He's like, well, this stuff in here, it was my decision that I just, I felt it was it was warranted and da-da-da. And then I called him on his BS again after that statement. And he said, and I quote, I'm the district, as District 7 chair, I didn't have to let you speak, but I did. <laughs> oh, so you're you weren't you weren't going to let a legitimate candidate for federal office speak at a state con- at, at at a district convention? Okay, and then while he's talking and everything like that, and he's kind of jovially just like, "Well, stay in it. You got a long you, you got a you got a long career ahead of you. If you stay in it and you play it and, and and you stay in it and everything like that." And as he's walking away, he's kind of jovially laughing about it. He's like, "Hey, stay in it long enough, and you'll learn how to play the game." See, let me break in for a second, man. See, that is sustain- that is what's what's happening across the United States in California, in Florida, uh, Arizona, Pennsylvania. I mean, I'm telling you, all this stuff is happening, and it's because these people, like like your like the the state GOP person, he thinks he owns the election system. He thinks it's his, and it's not. And see, like you said, this kind of this kind of crap uh, needs to stop. Now, there's good and bad news. The, the the good news is there's only there was only X number of people in that in that uh, convention. I don't care if it was several hundred. There are probably four hundred, five hundred, six hundred thousand people in your district. So those two to three hundred people in that room, they are uh, minuscule, almost meaningless. In terms of of Rouser getting this guy's endorsement, uh, and you know, kind of like um, with, with bad practices. Uh, the the bad news, well, like I said, the uh, what did I say first? <laughs> I said the bad news or the good news? Good news. What did I say first? You said the good news. I think you were saying the good. Uh, oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the good, good news. news. Yeah, the, I mean, I've heard this. I've had. I've repeated this so many times in the last couple of months. Like I said, the good news is that there's only limited people in that um, that room. The bad news is that this guy thinks he owns the place. See, when these politicians or people like this guy, the state chair, and maybe even so Rousey, he's thinking that he owns that job. He owns that congressional seat. And my conspiracy theory, I always like to say conspiracy theory because I don't have the facts. But my conspiracy theory is this guy owes somebody. And that's the reason why he must stay in office to keep that that deal, keep these deals going. That's why people, you know, elected officials should only run or stay in office for two terms because they believe and they start thinking that they own that seat. Yeah, I mean, Rouser went in at in 2013 with a net worth of less of less than 200,000, which is fine. Nothing wrong with that. Um, 
But in 2021, he was one of 35 Congress people that broke the S&P 500. He was number seven right behind Nancy Pelosi, who was number six. And out of corporations, only three out of 3,000 companies broke the S&P 500 in that same time span. So infer what you will. Man, what a what a stock advisor he must have to go from two hundred thousand yep. to, you know, based on what you're saying, millions of dollars in in roughly four to five six years. Five years. What a five stock advisor. Years, yeah. We need we need that stock advisor. You know, Max, get him on the phone. Yep. So well, it even got even better today because. Uh, I post all this stuff on social. I've sent it all, this, uh, all the all the news medias and to everybody and everything like that because it's going to be national news. And and I don't know. Maybe they, maybe the Joe guy, maybe he, the chairman, maybe he thought I'm some dumb redneck or something like that. Even though I tell them I have a degree, but maybe they don't think that really means much. Um, or maybe he thinks I'm not politically savvy enough to know how to how to word this or run with it. Or maybe he thinks I'm not gutsy enough to call him on his BS. But the thing is. is that's the beauty of one not playing their games two not taking special interests or lobbyist money because I don't or any kind of PAC money um sets me up to where I don't have to play their games and I can call them on their BS because what are they going to do exactly rigging exactly. election they're already doing it <laughs> so so it, well, it's I'll a, tell you what we still can have a debate, debate. yeah we still can have a debate if you can find a picture of Rouser and we'll put a picture of you next to him and we will have the debate and you can uh, state what you believe in, then you can say, Dave, what do you believe in? And then we'll have some silence and then we can get back to asking you questions and we can go back and forth and ask Dave, what does he believe in? And uh, we can still have that debate on Real People USA. I've met, in, in fact, I have several of these these uh, debates coming up where uh, one uh, a candidate won't participate. Yeah, so yep. we can have that if you like, and it'll be in video if you want. Yeah, perfectly fine. I'm happy to do it. I mean, we'll send the invite to Rouser, see if he shows up. He probably won't, though. I doubt it. Yeah, and tell, and tell your friends. And tell right. your friends. Here, here, yeah. Here's the thing. The reason Rouser won't debate me is because he knows because he hasn't had a primary challenger in almost. No, actually, hold on. He hasn't had a primary challenger in almost six years. Then he he got elected, and so it's been eight years is what he uh, he's been in office. Because he got elected in thirteen. So, but anyways, so the stock's changed eight years instead of uh, instead of six. But anyways, he hasn't had a primary challenger, so he can hide behind some of his unconstitutional and in in my argument non-conservative voting policies like voting for for the red flag laws and in in the NDAA now granted he he was at that he did address that at the convention and he gave a a reasonable response that because they knew they were going to take it out into out in the senate which they did but you didn't know no one can know they're going to take it out in the senate it's a gamble and gamble paid off that's an okay thing to do, but you do that when you have the majority, not when you're hoping that Christian Cinema and Joe Manchin back you. And if they don't, guess who deciding vote is if they filibuster it? Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no. So it's 
It's uh, I mean, and then he he, he voted for he he voted against our veterans. He voted against the PACT Act in the House, the Honor Our PACT Act, which would have given the VA more funds and given the ability to get uh, get treatment to the veterans suffering from burn pit illnesses and rare cancers, and also covered Vietnam veterans' disability ratings that they've been denied for so many years. He said it costs too much. Well, that's funny because you spent $1.3 trillion on small business killing coronavirus stimulus packages. You voted on $81 billion of Obamacare slush fund spending spree in the 115th Congress, House Resolution Bill 1370, uh, which part of that went to funding Planned Parenthood. You voted to make federal pay mandatory. Mm-hmm. So then how he are, voted to how, make how his how pay mandatory. So, yeah, so um, that, I tell you what, let's uh, set it up. So that maybe like in two days and people can call in. See, with this with this system, people can call in and they can talk for two or three minutes about how they feel about it. And Rouser can call in. He doesn't have to even listen. I mean, he doesn't have to speak, but he can listen uh, to what people are saying. He can do star nine, nine, I guess, or star six, nine yeah. and hide his number and listen to what people are saying. But I would recommend that you tell all your people to call in on this specific date that you want to set it up. What date do you want to set this up? Uh, really, time next week. Okay. Yeah, just pick the date and people can call in. You can, you and I, I can ask you some questions and I'll, and I'll ask Rouser the same questions. And of course... If he's not here, it'll just be silence for about 10 to 15 seconds. Then I'll go back to you. We'll have a, like a picture of him uh, as a standby <laughs> and you know, picture of you while you're talking about the, your position. So how does that sound? That sounds good, but I was going to elaborate on, on some, some of the developments. This will happen last Saturday, and oh. I went public with everything Monday. And so it's quiet Tuesday, but today, the Pender County, which is in my district, I'm actually a resident of Pender County. My GOP chair was there at the convention, and he posted some photos of, of the convention. And uh, and he has Rouser's photo of when Rouser was up speaking, and he has uh, Governor Pat, or former Governor Pat McCory, who's running for Senate, uh, Congressman uh, Walker, who's running for Senate. And a couple other candidates and local people and everything like that, but he doesn't have a picture of me. And I spoke at the convention, and I so so, and he doesn't even mention me in in the post. So I went and I asked him. Uh, that was interesting that he had a bunch of photos of everybody else, but didn't include me. But he had a picture of the incumbent, uh, considering I was literally sitting ten feet away from the podium. Um, seems almost intentional. What would you think about that, Joshua? Joshua Smith is the GOP chair of Center County, and. His uh, response was, uh, get to it. Uh, As you're aware, there are over 20 candidate speakers on Saturday at the District 7 convention. We chose not to have an image of each speaker in a post of 30 plus images uh, because it exceeds the recommended ability. Uh, This post shows a few of our senator candidates. The representative and NCGOP from NCGOP District Seven in Pender County. Thanks, Josh. And I was like, "Hmm." As a candidate for our district, I would imagine it would be uh, in the post, considering you're posting a photo of my competitor in this race. But you don't even mention me. 
just seems intentional or not that by posting only one photo and mentioning and, and mentioning of one candidate in a race where the both candidates were present at the convention and spoke at the convention seems to be hypocritical to the ethos of the GOP to stay neutral in a primary. And, uh, and, uh, for, for clarification, uh, he stated, uh, per the, uh, official agenda, Congressman Rouser, along with North Carolina Representative, uh, Republican Party Chairwoman Susan Mills, were the keynote speakers. The Penner County remains neutral in all primary races and will stand behind to everyone's primary, but we don't get involved. Uh, in promoting, uh, or the Pender County GOP social media page are used to promote all candidates per the guidelines set, sent to the candidates. And I found it interesting. I was like, but you're not promoting all the candidates in this post. And I told him that you would easily post the remainder photos of comments attachment to that post, but you, and I would solve the issue, but you haven't. So. Exactly. Well, I like, like I said, and then I got, like I was, go ahead. Yeah. That's, then I got into it with this lady, Carolyn Justice, who's a, who is a former House representative here, uh, state House representative here, um, and because uh, I kind of called the GOP on some shenanigans that happened with Mark Walker, because they had the Trump rally here, and as you're sure where Trump endorsed Ted Budd, but I mean, the G, everyone everyone knows if, if the GOP establishment comes out and says we, we're we're not rigging elections, you go to the Anybody who's relatively involved in this who isn't part of the establishment, everyone knows it's rigged for certain people. And and I think what people don't know about Ted Budd is he's got China's special interest money behind him from a from a super PAC. And so and Mark Walker doesn't take special interest money. He was the highest ranked conservative in the House um, at the time. Um, I think he still is. Uh, but. Carolyn, uh, Carolyn Justice uh, said it was not the GOP who tried to rig an election against Mark Walker. I stated that uh, an NCGP is trying to rig an election against him, like they're trying to rig one against me for David, uh, to challenge David Rouser for U.S. House. And uh, she was, uh, it was the NCGOP who tried to rig the election against Mark Walker. It was Donald Trump that tried to talk him into running, not running for the Senate, and told him he could support him if he ran for Congress instead. You're correct that Mark Walker got the shaft, but you need to put the blame where it belongs. And I simply stated back, everyone knows that the Trump rally was a fundraising event for Bud, which it was. I stand by my statement until definitive proof shows otherwise. If such proof can be given, then I'll retract my statement. I'm big enough to admit when I'm wrong, which the GOP hierarchy could say the same. And then I went ahead and I, uh, because uh, everyone, everyone, uh, are you familiar who Lee Atwater was? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He was political consultant to Reagan. Well, he's the one who kind of penned the phrase of perception is reality. Mm-hmm. So I went ahead and quoted uh, the end of that. I quoted Lee Atwater, perception is reality. So a little, little uh, back, backhand compliment <laughs> or not compliment, but. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. So based on what you said, and we're going to wrap it up in a minute or two, but I want to, I want to let you know that you know, inside of these GOP groups, and you can expect nothing from Rona McDaniel. So don't even hold your breath expecting something from her. Uh, you I'm- might as well not have written the letter or the email at all. Um, but what I was going to say is that within these GOP groups, like the, some of the people you mentioned and, and these little groups that they have, 
they are echo chambers. They hear themselves speak. It bounces against the wall. It amplifies. And they feel like, you know, the world is theirs. So all you have to do, and you've been doing it, is just get outside of these little confines, these little uh, groups of people that think they control North Carolina and go out and meet with the regular people. Go out and meet with the real people. That's yep. why I call the show Real People USA. Because all those people in that room, if they were to walk out and, and, and connect with the regular person in North Carolina, in your county, in your district, they would not know who the hell they were. You know? And if no, Max goes out and talks to those people and 10 tell 10 and 10 tell another 10 and 10 tell another 10. So... I hear what you're saying, brother, as a, you know, you're Marine and stuff. I, I dig that and I'm a combat vet myself, but I'm telling you, man, the action is outside of these little GOP, GOP uh, walls. And, uh, but you've done great to call it out. And that's why we're going to do the, the, the next show with you so that your, your followers and friends will know about the favoritism that is happening there in the North Carolina GOP, which is the same thing that's happening in the California GOP. And the same thing that is happening in some parts of, of uh, local uh, or district races in Florida and Arizona. So this is not nothing new. Uh, these people are playing the game. Uh, yeah. It looks like somebody has promised them something uh, in return for a candidate to be first. Any closing comments? So Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I, I agree. And I, I, I go to these GOP things just because I have to. But, I mean, I'm the 90% of the events I go to are grassroots events. They're the, they're the Concerned Citizens Coalition. They're the, they're the, uh, the NC grassroots groups. They're the, the Liberty Caucus groups, the Libertarian Party groups, and a lot of independents. And what, what this establishment GOP doesn't understand is right now in this day and age, and specifically in my area in, in, uh, in North Carolina, People are tired of the status quo. They're tired of the establishment. They're tired of career politicians. They're tired of all the corruption. And I, when I first ran, I ran as an anti-corruption, as the anti-corruption candidate in this race and arguably nationally. And I'm holding true to my ethos by calling it like I see it. I call it spade a spade. I mean, I'm. it doesn't start and stop at the federal level. I call it all the way down to the local if I see it. So there's, they would, I think they're underestimating the extent of the disapproval of the constituents of the general North Carolinians in this district and in Americans as a whole. And it's because they're so they're so disjointed from reality on what the common person's going through. Because they're not of the common people anymore. They may have been at one time, but stay in the swamp long enough you become a swamp creature. That's right. And 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 to, and to add to that, uh, a lot of these people are running for office for that pension and that public benefit and it seems like the longer people stay in office as public servants as elected officials the more they become uh disjointed or or uh the, the more they become disconnected with the regular north carolina the arizona the florida the california voter and and all i have to say is payback is something i won't say the other word <laughs> but payback is something payback is coming so I'm glad you exposed this and, you know, we're going to let your voters know. We're going to let the Real People USA audience know and put the spotlight on the North Carolina GOP. So please give us your website and how people can contact you and support you. So yeah, it's max, the number four, congress.net. 
Um, and, or you just Google Max Beckwith for Congress or Max Southworth hyphen Beckwith for Congress. I'm like the top 30 things, 50 things on Google. It's not hard to find me. Um, and my district is Congressional District Number 7, and I'm running for U.S. House against a entrenched establishment rhino incumbent. Um, and I am for term limits. I agree. And, and I am for polling. I don't think Congress should have a pension, period. It's civil service. It's not meant there to, for you to have a golden parachute at the end of it. You do your job. You do your civil service because you get called to do it. And then when you leave, you go back to doing your nine to five, period. That's right. That's right. And that momentum is, is growing. It's growing in Arizona. It's definitely growing in California because, like I said, these people are running so that, I don't know, it's like they can't find another job. So they they, they try to, uh, you know, milk the, uh, the, the public service elected official job, you know, for 20, 30, 40 years like Mitch McConnell and, and, and Nancy Pelosi. And then they end up just ruining the, you know, the America and, and just running roughshod over the American people. So great job, Max. And I look forward to that debate with Dave Rouser, whether he shows up or not. Let's do it. And, and tell all your friends to call in. Sounds good. Let me know. All right, bro. Take care.